Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, and I'm sitting across the table, as always, from the great LZ. What's up? I've learned a card trick now, so you can call me that and not feel like you're lying. What does that mean? Because remember, the great LZ is the magician's name. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. It is. Are you a magician now? Well, I've been told that the card trick is one of the best card tricks that anyone has ever seen in, in, in their life. This new card trick that you've come up with. Yes, but unfortunately, I have no deck of cards to show you today. Let me ask you this. When you pull out the card to show how the trick ends, yeah, do you shout the word, bam? No, because I am no longer allowed to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. You know, that, that word is actually a word that uh, my good friend Emerald Lagasse uses a lot when he cooks. Yeah. I wonder if everybody, anybody thinks he's cussing whenever he says it. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about, we've gotten lots of feedback on the P- Kingdom Business Podcast. Great feedback. Lots of amazing uh, comments and messages, and we thank you for all that. Please keep it coming. Thank you for listening. But we have gotten a few questions about Landon saying the word BAM. B as in boy, A as in apple, M as in Mike. <laughs> <laughs> bam you know back in the day remember batman and robin yeah and they'd get into those you know those fights bam, and it'd have like the big explosion yeah. of words you know yeah. boom bam yeah pow yeah i was just trying to be expressive <laughs> so what's on the plate today man we have got a lot of ground to cover i'm really excited uh to be back in the studio we've had a couple of weeks off we've uh uh, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you know we've we've traveled. We've been at a couple of conferences. We've got we've recorded live at, at uh, Wild Ones in Chattanooga. That at was a great time to the nations. That was an amazing conference. Uh, I've been on spring break vacation, uh, and I'm glad to be back in the studio today and kind of back in the saddle. It's good to go. Oh yeah, you know um, I try to live on vacation if I can. <laughs> I, and I'm serious now when I say this. You know, one thing that that Tara and I have really tried to do is be intentional about when we unplug. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people and there's nothing wrong with this, but some people will save up all year long to go to 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 Florida, six six days to Florida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so one thing that we have kind of determined in us is that we said, hey, why 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 save up for one big one when we can have a bunch of little ones throughout the year? Mm -hmm. So as much as we can unplug and vacation, we try to do that. And even if it's two, three days, sure. if there's a camper involved. Long weekend here and there. Yeah, in the mountains, we're good. Yeah. Autumn and I try to be intentional with, with time away as well. You know, I think it's really important uh, when you live in a super busy world like we all do. And when you're trying to build things like we're all trying to build, especially the folks listening to this podcast, um, recharging, refocusing, kind of getting your um, your mind right. For, for lack of a better term. Oh yeah. For me, uh, it's, a, I have to be very intentional about those times alone with the Lord. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to get bogged down in the busyness yeah. of building a business Oh yeah. or in, in, in our case, building several businesses. Yeah. And, and so in the balance of work and life and family and being a leader in church and a leader in ministry and all these, you know, there's a lot of things that pull on us all. And I think it's it's important to be very intentional about getting alone with the Lord, and for me that looks like getting in the woods. Oh man, you know how how can you not get outside in the woods and not hear 
the voice of Yahweh. Right. It's, I mean, you know, one of the things that's cool, we were, we were actually talking about this a couple of days ago. Um, we have, and I've, we've been doing some research. Mm-hmm. We have a mating pair of Cooper's hawks. Wow. They're not red tail. They're Cooper's hawks. Wow. And we've been watching them and it's something to see. Wait, wait you've been watching them mate? Actually, it's kind of funny. That's weird. Well, it's not, we, it, it wasn't intentionally to be there to watch them mate. Okay. But it was, it was kind of comical, you know, cause the females are larger than the males okay. in the raptor world. Yeah. And a good, good buddy of ours, Chris Franklin tell, taught me that, you mm-hmm. know, that the, the female raptor is always bigger. There's a, there's a, I feel like there's a sermon in that. There could be. Um, and, and it would be a, it, yeah, I know, I know this. I'm the smaller bird in my house. Me too. Mama Hawk at my house is a bigger bird. Yeah. Um, I won't call her Big Bird, though. <laughs> that might end up in a not fight. But, not but once. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but but the interesting thing is we, we get to go out back, and, you know, um, we've, we've tried to create an oasis back there. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go out and sit and watch these birds. And the other day, the female was out, and she was calling. She was looking around. And all of a sudden, the male came in and flew in and started their ritual and she just turned around and let him have it. Well, then he flew off and then she sat there like she was all sad, you my know, my. but it's, it's just turned into like a discovery channel, but it's well, it, here, here we go. It's, it's like the, an animal planet episode. It is because if, if we're going, if we're going to hear the voice of Yahweh, we got to go back to the word and he says, go out. If you ever, if you ever wonder about me, go out and look in nature and creation, you'll see me everywhere. And if you go listen, we got, I wish you hadn't have told me that you just ruined nature for me. Why? <laughs> I'm going to see you everywhere. <laughs> not not me. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Yahweh. Oh, you see Yahweh everywhere. That's gotcha, what his word gotcha. says. Okay. He says, go out in the woods and you'll see me in creation. Gotcha. And I so, was so confused. No, no, like, yeah, not me. I'm if you like, see oh. me out in the woods, bro, you're in the wrong woods. Yeah, I'm like, you know? so, yeah, please go to some other buddy's woods. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but, you know, to, to watch the intricacies of creation. Mm-hmm. And and last night we were we were – Coming back in yesterday evening, we got some frogs out back that get on our nerves, and I kind of walked through the grass, swishing my feet, making them stop. Then I got in onto the back deck, and the Holy Spirit said, "Why did you interrupt their worship?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh, I got to ask forgiveness now." Hmm. But I think it's when we get to the place where we get quiet and we listen to our spirit. When we're in the woods, we start realizing we're surrounded by His intricate creativity. Sure. And you know it's nature's amazing, right? Nature's amazing. Speaking of that, I was just I just spent some time in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, tell me about that. The Grand Teton National Park. It's it's our our family's favorite place to go. We go uh, at least once a year, every year, and we love to go. Most people like to go in the summertime. It's it's you know seventy degrees and no humidity and beautiful. We love to go when it's snowing. We love to go play in the snow. As you said, it's amazing to watch nature. And if you've not been to the Grand Tetons, it's it's difficult to describe it in words. But the the vast beauty of the Grand Teton mountain range it it it's an illustration, like a, a literally a life a living example of uh, even the rocks cry out. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, yeah, you know, you, you just stand there and look at those mountains, and it's like they're worshiping the Father just standing there oh yeah and of course we saw all kind of amazing wildlife um out there in the snow it was really cool including wolves which are pretty scary but one night i was out on the porch of our house out there and i was grilling and autumn and samuel were inside by the fire it was just this like norman rockwell picture oh yeah like it was like being in a hallmark movie 
like seven degrees outside, feet of snow, snowing like crazy. And I'm I'm grilling steaks. Come on. And all of a sudden, I start hearing the wolves howl. All they smelled you. They smelled your steak. <laughs> no, they weren't that close. <laughs> they were just letting each other. They were just talking to each other. Yeah. But uh, when when one wolf would start howling, off in the distance, all the others would echo, and it was incredible to experience that and kind of scary a little bit you know I'm because sure. you're like hey i'm out here and i haven't seen any wolves but now i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're here yeah yeah <laughs> um and and so i went in and got ultimate samuels like hey come out here you gotta hear this and you know but like you said we think of them as howling maybe they're worshiping maybe you know i'll tell you this and, and people can laugh but Holy Spirit really spoke to me last night about that, you know, and when he, when he said it, the first thing I thought of was I wouldn't want somebody coming through my worship and, and kicking their feet and making a lot of noise and being disrespectful. That's what I always do. <laughs> you, I'm like, why do I feel like you're talking about me now? No. Why, no, are, you, no, no. why are you giving me that look as we're recording? No, bro. Uh, look, 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 I'll keep my eyes closed. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is a, an essence of, of worship that I think that the earth is starting to get familiar with. Mm. And it's this primal, deep expression of their relationship with Yahweh. Mm. And, and, you know, we start, we start looking around and seeing all of these worship movements and these things happening and that's all good. Mm-hmm. But what I love to really see is that in the marketplace, you've got artists like Jacob Bryant, mm-hmm. Cody Johnson, mm-hmm. Ricky Skaggs, yeah. you know, and, and these guys, they, they, they say things that sound a little rough around the edges, but mm-hmm. when you really dissect it, right, the heart of who they are is evident. Right. So, you know, we have to start thinking about worship on so many levels that could worship be happening from a barroom stage. Sure. But yet Jesus's name never be mentioned. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Sure. And I think that's kind of what's taking place. We're starting to see people are starting to wake up to the idea of what worship is. And it's not contained to just human beings. Sure. And even the trees, when they wave right. in the wind, I believe it's their worship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's so many dynamics and 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 depths to that word worship. Mm. And the first time we find that word was when Abraham was taking Isaac up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty deep. Yeah, thought. that's the first time the word worship's ever yeah. mentioned in the Bible is in the act of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. So, just just as a father, let me ask you what what would you do if Yahweh spoke to you tomorrow morning and told you to put Samuel on the side by side and take him up on the ridge behind your house and sacrifice him? I'd be disobedient. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I would be. But what does it say about Abraham? Mm-hmm. Well, what does it say about the, Abraham's faith? Right. You know, right. In in God. Yes. And and that's one of those things. I mean, I made that I made that comment and it sounded funny, but it's it's accurate. I, I wouldn't do that. You know, I don't know that I I don't know that I have that level of faith. Yeah. You know, and that's an indictment on me and I need to grow in that place. But um thankfully he's not asked me to do that. That's right. He's certainly asked me to make a lot of other sacrifices in my life, which we've tried to be obedient to yes. steward. You know, speaking of Cody Johnson. Yeah. You, you brought him up just a minute ago. There's a movie about Cody out there right now that okay. I just watched earlier this week that I suggest I shared it on one of my pages, uh, but I think it's important for folks to to watch this. It's a, it's a great illustration of the revelation that we've had here on the Kingdom Business Podcast and over the last couple of years in our business. Um, 
they follow him kind of through his career. It's a documentary. It's called, it's on Amazon prime. It's called dear rodeo, the Cody Johnson story. Yeah. And it, it depicts his journey, uh, as a, as an artist, um, from, from a high school rodeo cowboy with this dream of being a rodeo cowboy, um, through that kind of coming to an end and him not actually being good enough to do it. Mm. And, um, and so this music thing is like a fallback or like plan B for him in his life. And it takes him down this road of alcoholism and playing in the bars and just the, you know, the typical story. And along comes this pastor. But now the crazy thing is Cody has grown up in church. He learned to play music in church. Parents were in church. Along comes this pastor. That's a pastor of a cowboy church in Texas. And he just starts speaking into Cody's life. Come on, man. And it's that thing you and I were talking about, kind of the position God's put us in uh, with a lot of the folks that we walk with. Um, and, and I love the way that you phrased that the other day, unknown people having influence over, how was it you said that the other day? Yeah, it was uh, the unknowns have an influence over, the unknowns having influence or being able to influence the knowns. Right. Yeah. Right. And so this pastor comes alongside and just kind of starts Speaking into him and and the pastor, it, it helped that the guy is a world champion roper. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so he had, he had credibility yes. with, with Cody that any other pastor wouldn't have had cause he wasn't a cowboy. And I don't want to ruin the story uh, or the movie. You need to watch it. It's, it's about an hour and a half. It's fantastic, but um, it's a great illustration of how, even when you think God's not working in your life, even when you think, I have to give up on my dreams and God failed me because he wouldn't let me become the NFL quarterback or the world champion rodeo cowboy or the, whatever that is. And, and when you watch this movie, you'll at the end, you, I was literally in my office weeping at the end of this thing at just how powerful, um, it is to see how all along God was orchestrating every step of the journey. And it, it's a, at the end, it comes full circle. It's just this amazing moment. And so I would, suggest anybody listening that they ought to go out and find it it's called um dear rodeo the cody johnson story on amazon prime it's fantastic i'll have to check that out matter of fact if i can get that on the tv schedule at my house i'll um be able to sit down and watch that one but i will tell you you know speaking of 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 dear rodeo that's one of my favorite songs sure well it 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 shows how they wrote that song and why okay and and it's interesting because he was really lamenting the fact that he'd had to give up that life yes and he and a buddy were sitting in the bus one night and the, and the guy said to him, he said, well, okay, just pretend that rodeo was a, was an ex-girlfriend. Yes. What, yes. What would you say to her? Yeah. Yeah. And so that literally is how he wrote the song. Yeah. And it, it shows kind of how he healed, you know, how God kind of, it's crazy. He even talks about, he doesn't have a revelation on this yet, but I'm going to share it with him. Yeah. Um, Ricky Skaggs gave me this revelation. David is at the throne, right? In that, in that atmosphere of worship right now in heaven, of the constant 24 elders throwing their crowns at Jesus' feet and the the winged creatures going around yes. singing holy, holy. That that atmosphere of worship, David is in that atmosphere right now as we're, as we're listening to this podcast. Come on. And he's writing songs right now in that throne room. And then he is dropping those in the spirit out of heaven into the ears and into the spirits of artists 
musicians Come on. on the earth. Come on. That's actually how the exchange happens. It's a Jacob's ladder exchange, ascending and descending, right? Yeah. We're sending worship up. They're sending worship down that we're then interpreting artists and musicians are interpreting that worship. So good. Writing songs. Where else do you think these come yeah, from? Yeah, come I mean, on. That's so good. And so so it's a it's a Jacob's ladder context of up and down, up and down. They're ascending, we're ascending, they're descending. And Cody talks about how these songs are out there floating in the atmosphere. And every once in a while you'll catch grab a hold of one. <laughs> and I can't I can't wait to sit down with him and be like, Hey bro, it's David. I get where you're coming from. But these songs are actually being sent directly to you. Come on. From the throne room. Come on. And now for religious people, that'll mess with you. You know, you go, wait a minute. You're telling me that David sent Dear Rodeo to Cody Johnson? Came from somewhere. Sure did. You know, when we, when I first heard that song, mm-hmm. you, you you actually turned me on to sure. it. I called you after it was over with, and I said, you know what? I don't know who that girl was, but she sure did rock his world and mess him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you see, you know, right. I'm, I can't wait to watch it, that it never was a girl. Right. It was truly a rodeo right but you know what we've all we've all been through a season in our life where we've had to give up on a what we thought was our destiny or our dream yes especially if you're a business person how many things have you started or launched or dived off into that you thought were this is it yeah and and you pour your heart and soul into them and at some point you have to walk away because it's just not the timing's not right or it's not what you're meant to do and it's just wild because god is always orchestrating our steps you know, and he's going to use that whether, you know, he's always going to use it for good, whether we screw it up or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so anyway, that's enough about that. But but I, I would encourage you to go watch it. It's a great, great movie, and it's a great kingdom message. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that God's kind of given you and I uh, perspective on is we're able to see the kingdom in places that a lot of people are not seeing the kingdom yet. And that's that's kind of – it can be kind of dicey because people can get offended and upset and yeah. disagree and think we're off in the weeds. Um, and certainly I, it's not that we've arrived. That's oh, yeah. not my, that's certainly no. not my heart or my attitude, no. but I do think God's given us a perspective that, that a lot of folks don't have in terms of being able to see oh, yeah. how he's working through things that aren't, aren't necessarily even remotely uh, associated with kingdom or church or ministry. Well, I think too, it's that we get into as believers, we get into this mindset of what's holy, what's not. Here's another one what's secular and what's yeah christian i hate that that I, distinction because it's too. all kingdom every bit of it we, we said this a couple of weeks ago in the kingdom the king owns everything right right mm-hmm. so let's talk about chris burns chris burns is down in new orleans louisiana i love, I love what chris is doing packed up packed his family up mm-hmm. and moved down there to, and, and and look I, I know i know cities are cities are cities but I, I I don't like New Orleans. Something, yeah, it's the belly of the beast. Yeah, something down there, you know, a lot of a lot of strife, a lot yeah. of uneasiness. But <clears throat> oh, let's just call it what it is. It's straight demonic. It is. Yeah. But but Chris goes down there and goes into this bar, Saints and Sinners, mm-hmm. on on Bourbon Street, and boom, said B O O M. He said, "What's the worst night of your week?" And the guy goes, "Sunday night and Monday night." And Chris goes, "You mind if we come in and play?" Bam. Revival. There's that word again. Sorry, B A M. B as in if boy. If you're gonna do it, you got to be like Emerald. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Maybe that's why he did that. Maybe somebody said, "Hey, you can't just say it once." It right. sounds like you're mad. Hey, and that's a good New Orleans tie. And thank you, Lord. Yeah. yeah. But look at this. There is a shift, right? You know, and I believe that there 
If you can see in the spirit for a minute, if you're listening to this, just close your eyes and visualize the table that all of the instruments and the and the tools were set out on for the temple for for burning incense sure. and for worship. I think there's a whole re like reassigning of all those things on the table. Mm-hmm. And then what we're stepping into, we're going to begin to see things happen in places that before were not deemed as holy. Sure. And take Chris Burns, for instance, mm-hmm. that is, I think he's a John the Baptist yeah. for a lot of musicians sure. to say, Hey, I'm giving you permission. I feel it. I feel, I feel Holy spirit on that. I'm giving you permission mm-hmm. to step out of the walls of the church because right. see, there's so many musicians that, that are believers that feel like they can't, they can't craft their thing outside of sure. that of that entity. Right. But I know part of our calling is to say to them, hey, you can. And we're going to give you permission as fathers to go do that. Right. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. We're already seeing the precursors, but I believe Cody, Jacob, you know, Jacob's new album, Barstool Preacher. And in and, and Chattanooga a few weeks ago, he, he started talking and you shared that. Sure. He said, hey, this is who I am. I am the barstool preacher. Right. There's going to be more of those rise up in this in these last Let's days. Let's get Jacob on here. I think we should. I think he'd do it. He'd love it. Do you have a, do you have a funny story for us you can share? Bro, I was hoping you would ask. I'm so glad. this is a great one. So I got this story. And, it, you know, we, we usually do a Randy Wilson story. So this is sort of tied to Randy. So when I was a kid, Randy and my dad and I and a group of men would go to South Carolina to a little small town down there called Estill, South Carolina. Okay. And the man that lived in the town that owned the grocery store, Baptist minister, and kind of a well-known guy in this little tiny town, his name was Redden Tootin. Redden Tootin. <laughs> Mr. Redden. He's a treasure. He just passed away oh. just, just in the last month. He's a Rest treasure. his soul. And a super kingdom godly man. I love him, loved him dearly, his wife Gloria, and they had six children. One of their sons is deaf. His name's Grady, and he's he was born deaf. So Mr. Redden, they lo- when you when you live in Estill, about the only thing to do is hunt. So you hunt you hunt deer in the fall and you hunt ducks in the fall and they're out duck hunting one morning with with Grady and some of his boys and another another guy and his <laughs> They had gone out in the swamp in front of their duck blind about three or four days before they were going to duck hunt. And they took a bunch of ripe corn stalks with big, big roasting ears as we call it, big corn, big cobs of corn on them. And they stuck all this corn down in the mud, standing up in front of their duck blind in the water, which is baiting ducks. You know, it's illegal. And so, so strong private property. (laughs) Still illegal, but they did it in such a way that these ducks could swim right up to the corn cobs and eat the corn right off the stalk. Nice. So they're out there duck hunting, and they and they got one of the wives. It's early in the morning. You know, it's barely daylight. And one of the wives, is her job was to sit up on the highway in the station wagon. And if the game warden drove by, she's supposed to honk the horn three times. So <clears throat> they're out there duck hunting. And all of a sudden, they hear the horn honking. They look up, and here comes Janice in the station wagon driving down the trail, <laughs> headed right for them. They're just seeing headlights up and down and bobbing, oh, and she's, she's slinging mud and just laying on the horn, right? Well, right behind her is the game warden. He's following her down the trail to the duck blind. So Mr. Sidney is the, the game warden, and he gets out of the truck. And, of course, Mr. Redden and all the boys had climbed out of the 
duck blind because they'd heard all this commotion. And so they climb out of the duck blind. They're standing there trying to look innocent, head to toe in camo with their faces painted camo. (laughs) And Mr. Sidney gets out. And in his South Carolina brogue, he says, uh, uh, Mr. Redden, uh, what y'all doing out here? Foghorn Leghorn. Mr. Mr. Brill Southern, you know, yeah. Mr. Red said, oh, we, we were just down here checking our duck blinds. And uh, Sidney said, Mr. Red and I ain't never seen corn grow in a swamp like that. And Mr. Redden said, isn't that something? And so there's this standoff. There's this awkward moment of them just looking at each other. <laughs> One's got to act yeah. like they know what. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Mr. Sidney doesn't want to. Doesn't really want to accuse Mr. Redden because he's a, a fine, upstanding gentleman in the town. But he knows that they've baited these ducks. And so he's really wanting Mr. Redden to confess to it. Something fishy going on. And Mr. Redden's just looking at Mr. Sidney like, I'm not confessing to nothing, you know. Well, about that time, some ducks fly over. And behind them, you hear boom, boom, boom. And Mr. Sidney says, Mr. Redden? Is that your son? <laughs> Grady done in there and didn't know nothing was going on. Grady, <laughs> Grady's in the duck blind shooting ducks. He, he didn't hear any of it. <laughs> he didn't know mama coming down the trail or nothing, did he? Come on, Grady. They give him a ticket. Needless to say, he got a bunch of tickets. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. What a, what a <laughs> you know. For, he goes, I ain't never seen corn grow in a swamp like that. Isn't that something? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Better than boom than bam. Bam. Hey. He goes, is is that your son? <laughs> no, sir. I don't know. Who <laughs> I guess you have to sign language for Grady to run. Tell him, <laughs> yeah, get up yeah, out of there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's been a great day. It has, man. Thank great you conversation. Hey, before we go. Yeah. Talk about our two sponsors. Absolutely. More, More Lord, Lord Kingdom. Kingdom. Yep. And Ignite a Fire. Ignitafire.net. Telling you, it's a great website too. Very, very simple. Get on, order your stuff. Yeah. Um, you can also go to my store, mystore.com. Our good friend Mike Lindell has been kind enough to put it on his store, and we're doing really well there. Uh, I tell you what, it's springtime fire season. Yes, it is. Great time to be out, you know, in the yard with the family, and it's a great, great thing to have. Yes, it is. And any backpackers or survivalists, that product is for you too. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. We might need to do a video and post a video in one of our links with one of our podcasts. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the two words I always leave you with. More, Lord. <laughs>